Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for uh, tuning in or listening. This is the Four Pastors uh, Clergy Podcast episode. We do these every so often. Um, let's go ahead and say who we are. I'll go first. This is uh, Clark Chilton, the pastor of uh, Contemporary Worship and Evangelism. I'm Melissa Lau, uh, one of the associate pastors here at Westland Memorial, um, associate pastor of Congregational Care and of Missions. Jeff Patterson, I'm senior pastor, but I want to say real quickly before Ken speaks, senior doesn't mean I'm the oldest one. (laughs) That honor of being the oldest one, the elder in the group is me. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here and work in the area of vitality and generosity. Great. And the reason we're doing this, these do these so often is just to give an update about how what we're thinking and feeling um, about the church, how things are going, and just want to keep you included. And, and uh, in this uh, season we're in, I think Jeff and I did a few of these early on in the spring. And then Jeff and Melissa and I did one at the beginning of the summer. And now that Ken has joined us, we figured it'd be a good time for the four of us to share our hearts and be uh, articulating a bit more of what's going on in the life of the church, as well as maybe some things we were dreaming and hoping for the future. And so we wanted to just share a few uh, God sightings we've had in the past two months. What are some uh, things that we have seen God doing in our midst that we wanted to just share from our hearts about? Um, and I, I guess I'll, I'll start. Uh, the, uh, gosh, it's hard to narrow it down to just one um, God sighting. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones for me that's been on my mind so much the past few months is that we were preparing to start a, um, to install live stream equipment in the church uh, before the pandemic hit. We were talking about it, praying about it, and we continue those conversations. And ever since then, um, we've continued that project. And I've certainly seen that's a big God sighting for me is some of the support we've gotten for this project. And the um, oncoming installation of some really exciting uh, tools we're going to have in the sanctuary dining hall and fellowship hall that are going to radically transform our ministries in ways that help us proclaim the gospel even more effectively uh, to the world. So that's certainly been a God sighting for me to see how a year ago I did not anticipate this happening. I didn't see it coming and how God had it planned um, to open this door for us. So that's that's certainly mine right now, I can think of, but anybody else? What's your God sighting lately? I'll share. Go ahead. Go ahead, Melissa. You want me to go ahead? Sure, you go. (laughs) I've got maybe a unique one or strange one. Um, And I I even somewhat hesitate to share it because it's rather self-serving for us clergy. But, um, you know, a big God sighting for me are all the people around me um, the congregation, even in the city here, who who realize that this is a very interesting, stressful time for clergy. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Uh, we we are learning new behaviors. Most of us never anticipated being, you know, TV evangelists. We've learned a lot of technology. Um, a lot of the life-giving behaviors that um, that's part of being a pastor. Uh, we've lost, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to do to me next time I hear a sanctuary full of people singing a hymn. Um, you know, the, the corporate worship has gone away from us in this season. You know, even 
being at somebody's bedside while they're sick, um, holding their hand as they pass. I, I mean, the list goes on. You know, I, I've tried not to focus at all really on what we've sort of lost in this season. Um, but it's, I, I've, been, I've been greatly touched by the people who have seemed to realize that for clergy and pastors and have reached out. And then, of course, uh, our staff, we went through some COVID and it even um, that care for us exacerbated. Um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's been the people who have been encouraging, uh, the people who have been supportive. Uh, even what you're talking about, Clark, the people who are helping us, you know, do the equipment upgrades here and support the church financially. Um, that's, that's been a huge, huge uh, God sighting for me. Mm-hmm. My God sighting has um, been an unexpected one as well as um, the pandemic seems like it's just journeyed on and on and on. <clears throat> And um, as the phases have begun to open up a little bit and this summer, the various different Sunday school groups and unity groups gathering together under the pavilion or under the big shade tree outside at the church and, you know, keeping that social distancing, keeping the mask, but just being in each other's presence outdoors and sharing with one another, sharing life and staying connected has really just blessed me. Um, I specifically think of um, a time recently with the Senior Adults Council as we prepared for our upcoming Alzheimer's prayer vigil, the Summer Lights prayer vigil that'll be next Friday at seven. And we were planning that and individuals started sharing the ways that Alzheimer's or dementia has impacted their lives personally. And the depth of sharing of personal experience around the circle was just so meaningful as we supported and cared for one another and carried one another's burdens um, and uh, just loved on one another in what in some cases is a um, step-by-step but long and um, challenging and exhausting journey in many regards to be able to support those who are in the midst of it right now especially was really meaningful to me and to see um, the just love and care and then I've also been really blessed by seeing how relationships in some ways and surprising ways have grown during this time of pandemic because of the intentionality required during this season where we've taken things for granted i think before in the past or relationships have kind of been as you kind of cross paths with someone now it's requiring i really want to reach out to this person i need to connect with this person you have to be really intentional for those relationships and those connections to be happening and so i've seen some relationships actually grow deeper because of that intentional focus on them um, intentional focus on staying connected one with another and that's been beautiful to me yeah there's certainly agree with all of those things that have been named so far. And as the, the new person on the team, uh, I really am struck with a sense of awe and wonder 
about the character and the quality of community at Westland Memorial. It's clear that we cannot currently do things the way we've done them before, but that hasn't stopped people from loving the way they've done before and continue to do as, as Melissa said, the intentionality of reaching out. We have staff folks on the team that are calling all of our congregation, all of our church family to check in, to see if there are ways we can serve them, to let them know of our care and concern for them. And it's genuine. I, I, I just love that. They're on the second round of calls. And like Melissa, uh, this pastor's heart beats a little faster when I see those folks being responsible, socially distanced appropriately, under the big shade trees of the picnic shelter, because that sense of community where two or more are gathered in my name, said Jesus, yes. I'll be in the midst of them. And our folks take that very seriously. At the outdoor worship, uh, there's, a, there's a telling moment for me. People attend that 8.30 on Sunday mornings, bring their lawn chairs, and it is a great time of worship. At the close of worship, there is this rich time of people reluctant to leave. Mm -hmm. You see them in the clusters, socially distanced, but just enjoying each other, seeing each other in real time, face to face, face mask to face, <laughs> but treasuring, treasuring the moments to be in community with their spiritual brothers and sisters. For me, that's holy ground. Yeah, we, we've always said how impressed we were with a bit of the maturity of this uh, congregation once the pandemic hit, how in many ways people would sit and miss a beat. Um, we just, we adapt, people adapted and, and, and kept going. Um, and in, in a time when Unfortunately, some churches are are trying to survive, uh, and we, we pray for them. Uh, I felt in many ways this church has has been thriving and in pockets and here and there, you know. So um, you're absolutely right. Everything y'all have said has certainly shown in, in the past many months. Um, I I did get to go to the Susanna Wesley lunch under the tree, um, and uh, and. It was so much fun. They're for one, an awesome group, but um, yeah, it was a very sweet time. It was amazing to watch. Um, and I don't know that I expected it to the extent that we've seen it, but how many of those groups did take initiative early on to stay together, to, to Zoom, to do, do things creatively, uh, to keep going to small groups, whether it's Sunday school classes, journey groups, uh, unity groups, um, that, that really says something about the depth of the fellowship. And they, they, they took their own initiative to keep a lot of that going. Yeah, and, and we all know this, but, but ministry is so much about relationships. In many ways, it is what the church is. I mean, it's God with us, but we know that it's, it's living stones, as First Peter says. So um, if you're listening or watching this and you're not connected to relationships, in the church, let us know, and we'd love to help you uh, get that, make that connection. Because Absolutely. In a church this size, it 
it can be it can be easy just to get lost or be anonymous and we don't want that we want you to be known and people to you to know others um especially during times like these so let us know and let us know how we can get you connected into a group if you're looking for one it's been interesting to watch i guess all of us um warm up more to zoom meetings and uh, whether it's bible studies committee meetings just conversations uh, i'm watching people join uh, zoom events that um i i know that it took it they had to get over some intimidation of the computer and the, and the zoom program i've watched people learn that that behavior um, because that's they're being intentional about staying connected Yeah. Well, Jeff, as you suggested, said earlier, we did have a little spat of coronavirus through the us here. Um, and I was on one of our questions was something that we've learned about ourselves the past uh, few months. And while you were talking about coronavirus and how we all had it, um, it made me want to ask the question of what's something uh, we learned about ourselves during those quarantine times. Um, I know I have some answers to that, um, but what was that experience like for y'all when, um, when we were all going through that, what were you thinking and praying and experiencing? Well, I'll start, um, <clears throat> you know, other than what I've already said about just being greatly humbled by the way people try to uh, take care of uh, Tammy and I both who were quarantined with um, COVID. It, it was um, interesting and amazing to see some the care packages that showed up on our, on our porch. But it, very personally for me, even beginning with the, the COVID experience before I came down with COVID, uh, I've probably, I've probably been in the most intentional period of my life concerning prayer. Um, I'm one of those left brain people. I like to organize things. I like my routines. Uh, I've always tried to bracket my day with prayer time. Um, it's been a little easier to do that in, in this season, um, you know, to have morning prayer and evening prayer. And, um, you know, because a big part of what's kind of faded away is some of the uh, evening um, committee meetings that, that was a big part of all of our lives. Now the committee meetings occur on Zoom and we seem to be doing those a little more efficiently. Not really, it doesn't take up the whole evening. And, and I've been able to, to commit um, to a more regular schedule of prayer. And um, even though I've tried to do that for a long time, I'm finding myself in a season where I don't know that I could ever go back to a less intentional um, season of prayer, if that makes sense, is has become such a such a joy for me. Because also for me during that time, and I've always done some of this, but really during this COVID season, uh, praying for the congregation um, is 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 one way that I'm connecting. Because it is all about relationships, and uh, some of those options for relationships have uh, been taken away from us. So um, you know, the, my my prayer connection to the congregation. Uh, has been enriched during this time. Yeah, when I when I was quarantined, I, 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 I've thought about what is God trying to teach me um, 
it, it, during that time. And, and I think one was just to have a greater empathy for uh, those that are, have had to deal with this or mm -hmm. single parent and you get sick, uh, you know, it, it turns your whole life upside down and, and it really kind of fractures your, your family temporarily. Um, like I didn't, I didn't touch my family or my children or anybody for 13 days, you know, mm -hmm. that was the hardest part. I could deal with the physical stuff but it was the, the, the emotional impact of it. Uh, I wasn't ready for it. It really hit me. It really hit me. And, I, and, and it certainly made me um, appreciate those relationships even more. But uh, I think it, it sowed within me um, to, to, for one, it made it very real, but also just to have greater love for uh, the people around, around all of them rustling with the same thing. And it, it's not the kind of thing that you, that you want to trumpet and go, Hey, everybody, I have coronavirus. You know, you feel almost ashamed or dirty or something. Leper. Um, do what? Leper. <laughs> yeah. You got a big scarlet C on your chest. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and, and it, 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 it fascinated me how quickly word spread among my neighbors, um, that I did not talk to. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, later would go, Hey, how are you doing? Are you, are you, are you, are you dead yet? You know? <laughs> so, but yeah, anybody else, what's, what's something you've learned? I think for me during that time of um, isolation and sickness, um, you have a lot of time to reflect um, in that isolation. And for me, it was gratitude. I was surprised by the gratitude that welled up in my heart um, for, as, uh, Pastor Jeff mentioned, all of the different note cards or packages that arrived on our doorstep, the ways that individuals reached out and cared for me and my family and my kids and my husband. And I mean, it was just overwhelming. And then also a gratitude for life, for the day to day life that we live and for the things that I take for granted, that I take as enough course that I suddenly couldn't do, um, the difficulty that um, I had with the most basic of functionings, um, I, I no longer took them for granted. I began to appreciate them. I, um, you know, as, as Pastor Clark mentioned with his children and his wife and um, I kind of take for granted the ability to hug my kids and my husband. And, you know, I, I realized all of a sudden, wow, those are everyday things that I love. And my heart just welled up with gratitude to God for the life that he's given me and gratitude for others and their um, compassionate hearts in our time of difficulty um, just the gratitude for being able to walk outside and feel the grass under your feet. Cause I couldn't do that for so long and to be able to see something besides the four walls of my bedroom. And I mean, those types of little things, I began to really just have gratitude and begin to see the many things in everyday life that I've been taking for granted and to see them with fresh new eyes and so that was a, a surprising blessing, actually, of the time of um, isolation due to being sick. 
Yeah, it made me appreciate a dishwasher too, because I was washing dishes in my bathroom <laughs> sink. One, one other thing I'll add um, quickly uh, about the disease itself, uh, and I know even with all of us, it affected us somewhat differently and in some ways the same, but for me, um, it, it was a strange disease in some ways. And I, I'm one that I, I've never done much with fear. I don't, I don't do fear much, but when, when it kind of came on me, and particularly when it lingered, um, it gave me a deeper empathy for people with um, uh, illnesses that, that, that they may not know. I mean, if it was just a normal flu, I, I kind of know what that's about. But I know particularly when I was in the midst of COVID and for a week or so afterwards, what it did to me cognitively, I, I've always sort of valued the life of the mind. And, you know, I found myself um, just forgetting things, not remembering things I should know. Uh, that was just part of the way COVID um, presented itself to me. And that's, you know, I found myself in, in some fear that it's not something I normally live with. And the other thing that I noticed, I learned with COVID, you know, being in our roles as pastors, yeah, the whole world quickly learned we had COVID. But I've, I've learned as a pastor about people in the congregation who've had COVID, and they've suffered very privately for whatever reasons. Um, and because it is that leper thing you said, Ken, I, I don't know what it is, what the why 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 it manifests itself but some people have been so hesitant to let anybody know they had covid and they went through that period uh without some of the care packages that we received mm -hmm. it's been rather sad to me now, i echo some of what melissa was saying the passage of scripture that kept coming to me was uh, teach us to number our days and how quickly life and circumstances change. We go through life and our rhythms, our routines, and don't think much about the eventuality of being claimed for eternity. Uh, but COVID kind of gets your attention. And I was most fortunate to have a very mild case. Uh, my wife uh, banished me to the home study and she is a, a nurse and had her career in dealing with communicable disease <laughs> So she knew all the procedures and precautions. I couldn't leave that room without the mask on and the gloves on and all that. But after about three to four days, my symptoms had pretty much dissipated except for some tiredness. And I found myself so incredibly restless to get back to the things that give me life, give me energy. Uh, and, and that was difficult. It also, as Melissa has stated, filled me with such a sense of deep and profound gratitude for life as I have it and the sensitivity for those who had a much deeper and much more life-threatening struggle. Uh, even though I was new on this team, people were so gracious in sending cards. Uh, I had a former staff team at my church that I served before I retired to send me a care package from Southern Roots in Jamestown filled with tremendously delicious things that I could neither smell nor taste. So that was a bummer, but Lydia told me how good it was. <laughs> good. Yeah, I couldn't smell or taste either. And 
I posted that on Instagram and a friend of mine sent me a box of really spicy peanuts and uh, nut clusters. Yeah. And they were apparently covered in habanero seeds, but I may as well be dirt. <laughs> but yeah, it, and it's someone that's, it, you know, as, as young and, and healthy, I've never had any health issues. Thank God. Um, like Jeff said, it, it was, it was incredibly humbling um, to know that when you lose your health, what that does to you emotionally, um, mentally, you, you, you immediately feel tempted to feel sorry for yourself. At least I did. And um, it kind of, it stripped away everything in your life and it made you focus on God and even more to really trust in him. So maybe that's a bit of a microcosm of what our culture has been experiencing is that it has hollowed out our cult or popular culture or media or all these things that we are so dependent on. Um, and, and, and I pray it's made people turn to God more. Um, I, I, I think in our congregation, it has, I certainly have seen elements of that, but in the broader culture, I'm not, I'm not quite so sure um, if this has really broken us yet or not. Um, I, I hope so in, in a way of uh, a seed dying and something being born out of it, you know, and that sort of brokenness. But um, well, anyway, that's good stuff there. Let, let's, let's move on to talk about the, the future a little bit um, and, and what we're hoping and praying for down the road, any hopes and dreams uh, for Wesley Memorial looking ahead. Um, so, Jeff, do you want to you want to take the reins on that to start? I'll start us off. Um, you know, we're beginning to look seriously at what uh, resuming in-person worship inside will look like uh, as as the as the governor and uh, starts talking about phase three. And we we Methodists across the state have tried to be good citizens and 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 tried to l listen to what our government was asking of us to do and. You know, as we begin to look at indoor uh, worship, we, we've had a couple trial runs and we've done a great job. Our saint, we're blessed. Our sanctuary is large enough that we can do appropriate social distancing in the sanctuary. Um, you know, even at our outdoor service right now, people have been so good about wearing masks and, and sort of staying away from each other. So we are planning to be so that we can be prepared that when we move into phase three, we can begin offering some um, in indoor indoor services you know part of the way i do church life or ministry is I, i'd much rather add stuff than, than subtract stuff so of course we'll continue uh with with all of our av technological uh, doors that we've opened with people we don't want to close those doors on people you know the only thing that would even lead us to stop the outdoor services is it's going to start getting cold at some point so that will probably have to stop when we resume indoor worship. Um, but we'll continue a lot of the, um, uh, reaching people through technology. So I think we've all been brought into a new season. And um, yeah, there's some things we won't take for granted any longer when we get a little closer back to what we think will be normal. Uh, but we've learned some new behaviors that we may continue with like the, like the technology. But I am, I am greatly looking forward to um, resuming um, some, some indoor in-person worship, uh, according to CDC guidelines. 
think the, the major concern that we all have is the safety of all of our folks. And that's been demonstrated, of course, with how we do the outdoor service, uh, how we've handled um, weddings and funerals. So I, I know that we'll have those things in place that create the very safest environment possible for all those who uh, feel comfortable in attending those services when we begin. Uh, I, I'm not sure everybody knows, but our Through the Week School started this week, and it was phenomenal to see the protocols that the school administration, the, the facility staff here at Western Memorial, and the administrative staff all worked together to put in place to ensure that safe and healthy environment for our kids, the teachers, and all those associated with the schools. Um, so that's just so impressive to me that our, our heart is always for the well-being of all of our people and those that we're privileged to bless as they come onto this campus. Yeah, huge, huge tip of the cap to Joanne and Susan and all those teachers. I know, you know, my, my daughter is going to kindergarten there right now, and she has absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. Every single moment of it. And uh, it's felt quite seamless, but also uh, they have been extremely thorough with, but without being uh, nervous or anxious about it. So um, definitely, anybody else have any uh, hopes or dreams for the future? Things we're looking forward to? Looking. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing how um, we continue to use our uh, surrounding um, kind of wooded area around the church. We've been doing some clearing out in that area and now you can more easily access the trails kind of back in there and the chapel that we have, the open air chapel that we have um, behind the church. Um, it's been a wonderful blessing to see um, one of the things that has happened during this time of pandemic is we've been able to spend some time getting that underbrush cleared out and so it's really looking sharp and just the exciting times of being able to um, continue to worship God in the midst of creation and utilize and reclaim that uh, ground and that land that we've been given and the ability to um, use that in uh, connection with our creator. So I'm excited about that and the future that is now available because of the time that has been able to be spent on clearing out the underbrush and making it really look great. Yeah, Western Memorial has always had um, a wonderful spirit about this faith community, about being the body of Christ and in its well over 150 year heritage, the folks here have seen a lot. They have been through economic panics, depressions, recessions. They've been through times of great uncertainty with other pandemics in the past, with wars and rumors of wars. And during each of those challenges, I think the good people of Wesley Memorial have asked a central question. How can we be God's faithful community in light of these circumstances. It is never a circle the wagons and just kind of hunker down for ourselves. It is how can we be God's faithful people in the midst of this, proclaiming the gospel, being 
people of good news and goodwill, both within our congregation and through our congregation to the larger community. That generosity of spirit has served us so well for these many years, and I'm excited to see it continue as we move through this particular COVID challenge and embrace new opportunities that it's actually brought to us in how we can be known in the community, how we can find new avenues of connection to partner with others for the kingdom of God purposes to bless all people in the name of Jesus. And just following up on what you said, Ken, yeah, that's so true. Um, you know, the way the congregation has responded to this opportunity and the way the staff of uh, both church and school have responded to this opportunity. Uh, you know, I've almost seen a, a supernatural creativity and a supernatural flexibility uh, in the staff of this church and of the school and of the congregation in, in making sure that we use this, this, this is a new opportunity to reach people for Christ. Yeah, and, and because of the, the more reliance on media or Zoom or whatever, uh, we've seen those engagement numbers go up throughout the year. Uh, and we've had more, more people connect with our podcast or uh, and actually around the world. I just saw like 30% of our subscribers to this podcast are in Denmark. Wow. I just saw that today. <laughs> Amazing. So hello, Danes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, Yes, but um, so you're right. I think one thing I'm excited about is to see the, the new people that have connected with us virtually, and they're certainly out there, to then see them take that next step, which is come into the doors and be a part of an in-person experience again, uh, would be terribly exciting because before the pandemic hit, we were really rocking and rolling. I mean, we were seeing our big upswing of numbers and attendance and things of that nature. Um, so like I've said, it, it feels like Wesley Memorial is not, has not been in a holding pattern, but it's been more of like a gestation period, a metamorphosis into uh, an even greater era of ministry after this is over. Um, and I don't think that's just pat optimism. I think, I think that's, that's faith, you know, we really expect, we expect God to do great things. That's who God is. He does great things all the time. Any other thoughts or comments? Because four, four preachers could talk all day. It's, I'm looking forward to seeing what Christmas will be like around Weston Memorial. Um, you know, I, I'm still tinged with a little grief over Easter and Holy Week not being what yeah. it normally was, but we, we've got enough notice going into Christmas. I think we'll, um, even with some changes, I think we'll still have a great Christmas Eve. I think so too. And uh, the hopefully the new equipment will be in, put in by then and active. So then we really could accommodate large numbers of people that could be safely spread out. Um, on a Christmas Eve, for example. So, um, yeah. Well, Melissa, you want to pray us out? Absolutely. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you 
for your greatness and your glory that knows no bounds, that you are not limited by pandemics or by the myriad of little crises in our lives or even the big ones, but that your greatness and your glory is beyond, beyond any limitation. So we worship you this day in all of the things that we have discussed and all of the things and the hopes that we hold for the future, we surrender them unto you. And we thank you that it is you who are leading and guiding and directing us in each and every step of the way, that it is you who are with us, Lord, and we celebrate that. We celebrate that we are not alone in this journey or in this season that we find ourselves in, but that you are indeed doing new things, that you are breathing forth life into our very beings, Lord, each and every day and each and every moment that we look to you to guide and to direct. So, Lord, as we go forth this day, continue to show us how to be your hands and your feet in the world around us, proclaiming and sharing your love and your light. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you all for listening uh, and participating with our podcast. Continue to uh, subscribe and download and share these episodes with other people. Um, we appreciate each of you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.